Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu. Welcome to the weekly Thursday morning edition of the Household Express, a program dedicated to all your homemaking needs. I am Sister Mara, joined by my co-host, Chef Zekia Takari, and we're delighted to be in your company up to 11 a.m. this morning. Assalamu alaikum, Zekia. How are you keeping well? Wa alaikum assalam. Alhamdulillah. How are you, Appa? Alhamdulillah. It feels good to be back on air again. Really must you. Jazakallah for that. Well, I had a good break as well. And I hope all the listeners as well had a good break. And it's back to the grind again. And Madra Grandas Afia in this beautiful year, another year ahead. And make it easy for us, especially especially for all those in Kaza as well. And uh, a beautiful rainy day coming out to you from the studios of the Johannesburg on this 11th day of January on the Islamic day the 28th of Jamaat al-Ukhra and we almost a day away from the first of Rajab basically a day or two away and may Allah bless us and accept all our du'as inshallah amin well listeners just look forward to in today's program first up an interview with Kutsia Kassim, who is a registered dietitian working at the Rahima Musa Mother and Child Hospital. And the topic we're discussing is snack and food ideas to keep the family healthy. And Sakia, what can we look forward to in the cooking segment? So later on in, this, um, in the cooking segment, we are going to continue speaking about healthy and light meal options to keep our family sustained as well as um, healthier lifestyles. Lovely, looking forward to that. And the recipe you can look forward to today in today's program is an alu parata recipe. Now, an alu parata made with today's pastry. That's one of my favorite recipes as well. It's an alu parata made with today's pastry. You can look forward to that recipe later on in the program. And today's interactive question is, what kinds of cooking and baking creates the biggest mess in your kitchen? So what kinds of cooking and baking creates the biggest mess in your kitchen? Also, we welcome any of your cooking or baking questions or concerns, you're welcome to WhatsApp us on 072-786-1548. Okay, let's welcome our guest on air, Sister Kutsia Kassam, who is a dietitian. Assalamu alaikum, Kutsia. How are you? Alaikum salam. Alhamdulillah, I'm well. Hope you are too. Yes, I am. And Zagla for taking some time out to come and share with us your lovely information on air with the listeners. No problem. Well, Kutsia, I must say it's the last part of the school holiday and uh, kids are home. And I think all we do is, I think most of the children just love the snack cupboard. And uh, also now snacking usually involves all the treats such as crisp chocolates and so on. So why do we as parents need to put, uh, put in parental controls when it comes to snacks? And what are some of the healthy alternatives that we could incorporate into a child's diet? Okay, so I think um, we de- as parents, we definitely need to put in control because if we just let our kids do what they want, then obviously their diet, their snacks, everything is just going to be junk. Um, and it's also very important to maintain a balanced diet for kids because it's important to keep them healthy and thriving while they enjoy their break. Um, and just because they're on holiday doesn't mean that their body doesn't need the nutrients anymore, you know. Uh, many people think that because kids are in school, they need to concentrate, etc. they need to eat healthy. But it's not only for concentration purposes that they need to eat healthy. 
Um, we need to remember that they're still growing and developing. And if you follow healthy eating habits throughout the holidays, the kids are more likely to follow suit through school and learn to love these foods as well, instead of, you know, saying, oh, it's healthy food, I don't like it. Um, and for the second part of your question, um, healthy snack alternatives. Um, so it's important to incorporate your different food groups into your snacks as well, you know. Mm. So an ex- example, some of the examples would be um, a glass of milk in a peanut butter sandwich or cheese sandwich, um, a yogurt in a fruit and some nuts, um, a fruit like apple slices dipped in peanut butter, um, vegetable sticks and cottage cheese or vegetable sticks with a hummus, um, fruits and nuts, some popcorn, homemade popcorn, that is not microwave popcorn, and some mm. biltong with fruit or some biltong with nuts. So these are good alternatives to like your sweets and chocolates and stuff. Mm-hmm. Could you mention milk? Now, what yes. milk would you recommend? Would you, mil- would you recommend the almond milk or is it a normal milk that you just buy off the shelf? What milk would you recommend? So I would recommend definitely the normal milk because our milk alternatives like almond milk and um, rice milk and oat milk don't have any calcium or vitamin D in mm. them. So I would recommend your normal full cream milk, especially if it's a growing child. And for adults, if they're trying to lose weight, then they can go for their low-fat milk. Um, but obviously plain normal milk is the best because it's fortified, it has your calcium, it has your vitamin D, which is important for kids that are growing and developing, for bones and teeth, um, etc. Mm-hmm. Now, you know, I think during December and during any holiday for that matter, you know, many families mm-hmm. do skip out like lunch during the holidays. They basically have a mm-hmm. brunch and opt for snacks. Can you share with us some snack ideas that will keep adults sustained throughout the day and healthy at the same time? Sure. Um, So if you are replacing a meal with a snack, um, you still want to incorporate, again, all foods from all three food groups. Um, Before giving you some ideas, I just want to explain why I'm saying we need to incorporate foods from all three food groups. Um, So basically, if you eat just a carbohydrate, for example, or foods that are having sugar or high GI foods, Mm -hmm. these foods cause a spike in your glucose levels. And that spike in glucose levels will cause a release of insulin, which is a hormone in our body. Now, when there's a surge of insulin, you you can um, that's when you start getting fat gain, so you start gaining weight, and also that surge of insulin will take the glucose that you that's released and drop it. So you'll have a spike of glucose, a release of insulin, and then a drop of glucose. And what happens when you have that drop of glucose? You start getting moody, you start feeling lethargic, um, and you get hungry again. Mm. And then you're going to eat something sweet again, or you're going to eat junk food again, and then you're just going to have that cycle of spike of glucose, drop of glucose. And we don't want that because that causes weight gain, moodiness, low energy yes. levels, mm-hmm. etc. Mm-hmm. So this is why it's important to incorporate a fat or protein together with your carbs. Okay, okay, so um, good examples would be like bread, which is a carb, tuna, which is a protein, and mayonnaise, which is a fat. And that's easy to make. You just open a tin of tuna, throw in some mayonnaise, and put it on a slice of bread. And then just have some veggies on the side, you know, like a salad leftover from last night's dinner or something. Okay. Um, you can mm-hmm. also do your leftover chicken or meat from the previous night in a wrap with some lettuce, cucumber, and onion. Um, you can do a bagel with tuna and cheese and put it in the air fryer, which is easy, and let that, like a cheese melt, like a tuna cheese melt. Yeah. Then on the side. Um, You can uh, get some pasta with your leftover meat from last night. Again, vegetable sticks and hummus or chickpea and chicken salad or like a cheese board. Like um, it's lunchtime now and the kids are feeling packaged. Make yourself a cheese board because cheese has protein and fat in it and you have the crackers which are carbs. So those are healthy alternatives, you know, instead of just opening like a packet of chips. 
or something like that. Just, yes. So she, well, I think, I think kids love the, 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 the basically the junk food, you know, the junk yeah. snacks like crisp. You would have like crisp on bread, great cheese, but yes. crisp on bread. Yes. Put crisp which is, on a yeah, roll. which is not great because like the frit, the the crisp is fried, oh. and the bread is the carbs. So you're like piling on carbs and carbs and carbs, and then you're getting glucose spikes, and then you're having kids who have this energy energy surge surge because um, they have the spike in glucose, and then you're having kids that are moody because then they their glucose levels have dropped. Correct. So those aren't the greatest ideas, you know, like crisp on bread and things like that. Okay. Okay, I've got a question here from one of the listeners. What is an sure. alternative to bread for breakfast gluten-free? Is oats gluten-free? Um, so oats is clinically gluten-free, but they may be made in factories that uh, that have gluten. So if it's a proper gluten intolerance that is me- like uh, diagnosed medically and you're not just avoiding gluten for weight loss purposes, then that would, you'll need a proper gluten-free from um, like a, a pharmacy or proper health store. Mm-hmm. Now I'm talking water. I know water is essential for our bodies to thrive and function well. Yeah. Most adults and even children don't even drink even one glass of water in the day and will justify it by saying that they drink tea, cold drink, coffee, juice. Mm-hmm. Now why is water intake important and can we substitute water intake with tea or coffee? So water is essential. Basically, it keeps us alive. Without water, we cannot survive, okay? So um, we need to ensure that we drink enough water, especially in the South African climate during December, January. Mm -hmm. Um, Also, but also in June, July, when people go to warmer places like Europe, you need to to ensure that you have enough water to prevent you from dehydrating because that could lead you to, you could end up in hospital if you're dehydrated, you know? Um, even if you're not going to a warmer place, so like now the weather is not, not great um, and people are still on holiday. And if your holiday includes lots of activities like swimming and hiking and running, you definitely need enough water to prevent you from dehydrating. Mm-hmm. Um, and then your second part of the question with regards to tea and coffee. Tea and coffee, like the normal tea and normal coffee, are diuretics, which means it causes mm. you to urinate more. Yes. So these will not substitute your water intake. These will dehydrate you further. But if you don't want to drink water, you can. The alternatives would be herbal teas and rooibos. Mm, but not your normal tea and coffee or your caffeinated drinks, because those will definitely dehydrate you even more because they make you urinate. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yes. So... Uh, as a dietitian, uh, Kutsia, how many glasses should uh, um, an adult person and then a child of water have per day? So um, we usually work it out in grams per kg. So it depends on your uh, mm. on your on your weight. But as a rule of thumb, I would say kids between three and four, and adults between six and eight. Okay, for that. And then, you know, I need to ask you this thing. I always ask all my dietitian um, guests that, you know, what's your take on energy drinks? Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> definitely <laughs> well, no, just, no. No, Defin- definitely not. Um, you know, they have caffeine in them, which are not great, especially for kids, you know. Um, I would rather go for something that's hydrating, so a hydrating drink that has your sodium and potassium and things like that in them. Mm-hmm. And then... Um, I have to ask you about cereal bars as kids and adults basically love them. Some of them love them, some of them don't. And it has been marketed as a meal on the go. You know, a lot of the cereals, mm-hmm. I mean, the snack bars has been uh, a meal on the go. It's so easy, you know. Now, are they healthy and should we be worried about hidden sugar in this and why? 
Okay, so there are some cereal bars that are healthy. So remember there's a difference between high calorie and healthy. So now we're just looking at the healthy part of these cereal bars. And because a lot of them have oats in them or nuts in them and they're high fiber due to the nuts and oats, we will say that they are he- that they are healthy and because of the high fiber, they can keep you sustained. But we do need to be wary about the sugar content because if it's loaded with sugar, it basically negates the healthy part of it because all that sugar and then again like I explained the glucose spikes and stuff earlier on so um, I've had a look of, at three different bars for you um, just as an example to show you the difference in them so let's have a look down at the breakdown of a common oats bar that we get and I looked at the berry flavor in that bar mm-hmm. and I want to compare it to a common chain store bar as well as a cereal bar Okay, so the the oats bar that I spoke about has five grams of protein, which is good. That's a good amount of protein. And it has 5.4 grams of sugar, which is about a teaspoon of sugar. So that's not too bad at all. And 2.9 grams of fiber, which is fair. I mean, it's not great because when looking at fiber, you would want something between three and four grams of fiber per serving or more. So this oats bar would be good. But we must also remember that you get different types of flavors or of these oats bars. So you get the chocolate one. And so obviously looking at the chocolate one compared to the fruit and nut one, the chocolate one won't be great because that one will be loaded with sugar. All right. Um, and then let's compare that to the cereal bar that I was talking about. So that cereal bar has basically no protein, no fiber. It had like 0.9 grams of fiber and had almost double the amount of sugar in there. So you'd, if you had to choose between those two, you'd obviously take the oats bar because mm-hmm. that one had protein and fiber in it. Um, and then I also had a look at one more, which is a common chain store. They have the Carb Clever range. I had a look at the Carb Clever range, and their bar had eight grams of protein, which is equivalent to one egg, and uh, it has three grams of sugar, which is less than the oats bar, and that's less than a teaspoon, and 4.5 grams of fiber, which is the recommended fiber that we want. So that one between the three would be the best. So um, I know that the these bars, a lot of people are like, oh, it's not healthy, but you do get the healthier options. And if you really have no option and you're on the go or you're in the car and the kids are moody, go and look for the bars, but look for one that has a good amount of protein, one that has more than 3.5 grams of fiber and one that has the least sugar. And that will sustain you because they are healthy because they have oats in them, they have nuts in them. So they're not not actually that bad. And, um, you know, I have to ask this before we actually wrap up today's interview, Kutsia. As a dietitian, um, would you think it's, it's, it's preferable to ha- uh, for a child before he leaves for school to have a bowl of cereal? And which type of cereal would you recommend? So, you yes, a bowl of cereal is fine depending on which type of cereal. Mm-hmm. So, like your Cocoa Pops, Frosties, those ones are high in sugar, so that's not the greatest. Those are going to cause that spike. And then when they get to school, by the time their classes start, they're going to have a drop in glucose. And between their first class and break, they're going to have such a low glucose that they won't be concentrating at all. You know, they're going to be moody, they're going to be tired, and they're not going to concentrate. So if you want to look at a cereal, um, I don't think I can mention brand names, but Mm -hmm. there is some that are like um, powder cereals uh, that you can mix with milk and you can make a smoothie out of. So you can use those ones, Mm -hmm. adding some milk, which has protein in it, and you can add some fruit, which will sustain them because of the fiber. You can also look at high brand cereals, which has fiber in them and will sustain them. So ideally your best breakfast, and I know this is difficult because a lot of moms don't have time in the morning. Ideally, you would want a carb, a protein, and a fat, which would be a toast, an egg, and an avocado, or toast, an avocado, or toast, an egg. Mm-hmm. 
That would be ideal because the protein and the fat in there is going to help those kids sustain their energy levels and they're going to be, they'll concentrate well until their first break and they won't be tired when they get to school. Mm-hmm, yes, and to get the children to eat a toast and an egg and an avocado is another story in its own. I you know, know. I know. Yes, it, it, it is really yes. mm-hmm. But like something like oats would also be fine. Like overnight oats, you can make that the night before and you can involve the kids in making this. So you just need oats. You need some chia seeds or flax seeds if you have. It's optional. You put in some milk or some yogurt and some fruit. And the kids can choose the fruit that they want. And then all you do is just keep this in the fridge overnight and the next morning it's ready for you mm-hmm. to eat. There's no warming up or anything. Okay. Um, and you know, it's also good because the kids help and they can choose their fruit and the flavors that they want in there. Um, and then it makes them more excited to eat breakfast the next morning. Absolutely, yes. And also with the smoothies, that's not the lovely fruits that are now, the summer fruits, you know, yes. you can make some lovely yeah. smoothies as well. Okay, we've got a question yes, here from one of the listeners. Uh, they said, does, um, please ask the dietitian if basmati rice has a lower GI than normal white rice. If what, sorry, what rice? If basmati rice has a lower GI than normal white rice. Okay, sorry. So, all your, your white rices would usually have similar or the same GI, and your brown rice would have a lower GI. Right, okay. I think the lesson I there, you get the, the basmati diabetic rice, diabetic rice, which is brown yeah. rice, and then your yeah. normal basmati, which is white rice. Rice, yes. Yeah. I think the basmati so brown rice, rice, yes. Continue, continue, yeah, continue. Yes. Diabetic rices have been marketed for diabetics, but yes. they're basically just brown rice. So, like, they shouldn't, like, if it's more expensive for them to buy diabetic rice rather than brown rice, they should just go for the normal brown rice. Okay. Is basmati, the brown basmati rice, is it called the cellar rice? Am I right? I think it's two different brands. I'm not entirely sure. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. But I think a basmati rice is a much healthier rice than any other rice as well. Yes, yeah. It's very healthy as well. Um, could see, yes, for joining us. A lovely interview with you. No indeed. Problem. And uh, may I grant you lots and lots of baraka in this um, new year again as well. And remember us in your duas as well. Could see. And please, before you leave us, please share your Instagram handle with the, with the lovely listeners out there. Oh, sure. Um, it's at Kutsia, so it's Q-U-D-S-I-Y-A-H dot K underscore dietitian. Okay. Jazakallah khair, Kutsia. Assalamu alaikum. Amin. Well, that was Sister Kutsia Kassam, and she is a registered dietitian working at the Rahima Musa Mother and Child Hospital. And you can follow her on Instagram page at Kutsia, Q-U-D-I. S-I-Y-A-H underscore K underscore dietitian. So let's go for a short break now. When we come back, we will be doing the cooking segment and we're talking about light meals. We also welcome any of your cooking or baking questions or concerns. 072-786-1548. And today's interactive question is, uh, what kinds of cooking and baking creates the biggest mess in your kitchen? Stay tuned. Assalamu alaikum. Well, before the break, we were having, a, we were actually having a good chat to Sister Kutsia Kassam, who is a dietitian. You can follow her on her Instagram handle at Kutsia underscore K. Uh, underscore dietitian some very good advice she gave on healthy eating habits as well um yes okay indeed lovely um good information coming through from sister kutsia the dietitian as well very important information for us to include into our lifestyles like you said the milk you know something um it it was a good question because lots of uh, parents feel like you know 
they don't want their kids drinking uh, full cream milks mm. because it's very fattening, etc. Of course, with a phlegm or yes, the and we allergens op- and things like yeah, that. Yeah, we opt for the soya and we opt for the almond milk mm. or rice milk. But um, like she said, it lacks in your vitamin D and your calcium, which is so important. Your main source of calcium comes from is milk, yes. you know? And I think in today's time, it's quite important to take all your vitamins on a daily basis, you know. So you need to go and see your doctor, your dietitian, you know, which vitamins to take for your children, for yourself as well, you know. As I think our lifestyles, the way we eat as well, you know, what's in the food, what's in the meat, what's in the chicken, sort of hormones, we're going to worry about all those things, you know. True. Yes, okay. So on the cooking segment now, we're going to share light meals with you. Now, Zakia, what exactly is a light meal? So, before we start, basically a light meal consists of small amounts of food that are easy to digest. That's why it's called a light meal. It's perfectly healthy to keep our meals healthy and light and most importantly simple by eating healthier light meals. Eating healthier light meals can save us from developing many chronic illnesses, right? Which is very important. Eating healthy light meals improves the digestive system, boosts our metabolism, and also reduces um, very common illnesses such as your BP levels as well as your risk of type 2 diabetes, Mm. right? Um, Also, by having light meals, you are reducing acid reflux, which I think today, from very young age to very old age, majority of people suffer from acid reflux, right? And um, by having light, healthier meals, it reduces the acid reflux, and it also helps to balance the hormone cycle. Be it man or woman, child or adult, We all have hormones within our bodies and in order for those hormones to work correctly so that our bodies may function to its optimal best, it is important that we balance those hormones out well. So by having a healthy uh, lifestyle and eating the correct foods in correct portions like our dietitian also explained is very vital for our hormones to be balanced because if one hormone is not in the correct balance it then affects other hormones to be irregular as well for example um today when you speak to people uh, thyroid has become a very common issue that people suffer with Mm -hmm. from very young ages to very old ages, right? Mm -hmm. But also you'll notice if a person suffers with their thyroid, then they suffer with insulin resistance. Yes. If you suffer with your thyroid, you normally have high cholesterol levels. So from that, this is just a small example. We can obviously go further in, but we're not a medical show and we are not doctors. So these are just small examples to show you from what we eat and we put into our bodies, how it affects our organs and our hormones, etc., and the reaction that these organs and hormones have to the food that we are consuming and digesting into our system and how it affects us further. So you eat in very fatty foods, you eat in very high, sh- high foods in sugar and carbs, it 
affects your thyroid, your thyroid affects your sugar, it also affects your cholesterol because why? Um, fatty foods, the cholesterol goes up. Um, the, the thyroid cannot produce enough um, whatever hormones that it releases to help balance the cholesterol out. It cannot produce enough um, hormones into the body to help the pancreas uh, release enough insulin, etc. weight, you're losing weight, you get tired all the time, headaches, exactly. a whole lot of other side effects. You know? like that. Mm -hmm. um, so we need to eat healthy and also remember when we say we eating healthy, it does not mean that you are not eating um, proper meals, right? Healthy eating, eating healthy means you have three proper meals and you have snacks in between to sustain you. But it doesn't mean, um, okay, so um, a healthy meal means only we having a sandwich for lunch and we having a sandwich for supper. A healthy meal also includes rice, it includes your fruit and your vegetables, etc. Right? Um, when we speak light foods, uh, also people have the assumption that you need to eat low-fat foods because low-fat foods are healthier. But low-fat foods are uh, often loaded with added sugars and other ingredients um, that, uh, that go through um, a, a huge process to make it low-fat, etc. So it's deriving a lot of the vitamins and the minerals, mm. right? So the best thing to do is to eat everything normal but in moderation, yes, right? Yes. So have your normal full cream milk, have your normal full cream yogurt, etc. Um, because it has all the vitamins and the minerals in it, right? So when we so let's talk about some of the benefits of eating healthy light meals, right? And a lot of the things is also what our dietitian did say to us already, right? So helps you love longer. Why does it help you love longer? It it helps you love longer because your food is now being, um, you know, uh, digested more easily. Your meals are, are lighter. You are eating more often, so you are having a, a balance in your energy levels throughout the day, right? Keeps your skin, your eyes, and your teeth healthy. Supports muscle muscle gain, right? Because if you are only eating uh, carbohydrates, like our dietitian said, you're having uh, crisp or chips on bread. It's fat upon fat and fat and fat, right? Mm -hmm. Because first of all, the potato is a starch, which is a, a, a high carbohydrate. Second of all, it's fried. And then you are having bread, which is a carbohydrate also, right? So you are putting fat on fat and you are eating that. It makes you feel full, yes. It makes you feel satisfied. But like she said, it pushes your insulin levels mm -hmm. high and then it drops you down. And then also when it pushes you up and down and it digests into your system, it's digesting as fat because there's no proteins in it. So by eating proteins like um, your chicken and your fish, your certain fruits and vegetables, etc., your your dals and your lentils and your beans, you are helping build and support your muscles in yes. your body, right? Then eating light and healthy meals also helps build immunity. Why it helps build immunity is because you are balancing your meals. You are having three meals that consist of 
some carbs, some um, some protein, and some fat, like the dietitian said. When it comes to your proteins and your fats, that's where your fruits and veg, your chicken, your fish, your beef comes in. Your carbs is your starches, such as your rice, your potatoes, your mashed potatoes, your baked potatoes, um, things like that, right? Or your pastas, etc. Strengthening your bones, like she said, have a snack, have a peanut butter sandwich with milk, for example. Milk helps strengthen the bones, you know. Uh, peanuts, uh, peanut butter is uh, is very healthy for especially people with um, diabetes because why? Um, it's a healthy fat and it sustains you. Uh, it helps sustain your, your, your sugar levels. So uh, you'll notice um, a lot of dietitians when you are diabetic, they'll tell you spread peanut butter on apples, like she said, as a snack and snack on it to help sustain your glucose levels mm -hmm. right then it lowers your risks of heart disease why because you're not constantly eating only fatty oily greasy foods then it lowers your risk of diabetes because you are not only having sugar loaded foods right remember the first thing that carbs turn into is fat and sugar mm -hmm. right also, by eating healthier, lighter meals, it reduces the risks of, of some types of cancer, right? And as we know, cancer is something that is becoming very common in our societies today because of the lifestyles that we love. A very important, this is a very important point that I feel. By eating healthier, lighter meals, it helps the digestive system work correctly. By having our digestive system work correctly, we do not suffer with constipation. From constipation, you do not get bloating, you do not get nausea, you do not get acid reflux. All these things is like a chain reaction like we spoke about earlier. So it aids in your um, digestive system. It allows the food to digest easier into your tummy. Then it helps maintain weight loss, right? So even if you're not dieting, you don't want to lose weight, it helps balance and helps keep you at a good weight. Yes. It doesn't make you become extremely thin and it does not make you become obese, or obese you know? So that is very good. How it helps with children is it helps with their brain development by eating healthy. It helps their brain development. It helps their memory. Other few points that I really like from eating healthy and light meals. Remember, it's not only about eating healthy. It's about eating healthy, light meals constantly throughout the day. Is It helps keep your mood stable. Mm -hmm. It helps you keep a balanced mood. Then it also helps improve your memory. It helps improve the quality of your sleep. So you know, um, you either if you either eat too healthy and too light, 
you feel hungry, so you have a miserable sleep, so you get up in the night because you're feeling hungry. Or you have this heavy, really heavy meal. Now you have acid reflux. You feel heavy. You feel nauseous. You can't just sleep because now the, the food is sitting all in, It's sitting in your tummy, pushing up onto your chest. And it's uncomfortable, right? These last four points are extremely vital points for us to take heed of. And I think as us as mothers, it is so important for us to try and slowly eating healthy and making changes with our eating habits is not something that can come overnight because remember our bodies also go through withdrawal symptoms and when your body is used to having cold drink every day sweets every day chocolates every day crisp every day we are basically like drug addicts just without having the drugs or without having the medication or the alcohol but we are addicted to sugar we are addi addicted to carbs. So our body starts to go into withdrawal symptoms, right? And because our bodies go into withdrawal symptoms, we become very miserable, very irritable, very moody and snappy. So it's important that we slowly make these changes for ourselves and for the well-beings of our families. Um, other things that, um, you know, other ways of having um, healthy meal options is um, also, um, you know, sometimes we feel, no, um, you can't eat too much fruit because it's high in sugar as well. Yes, yes. So it's important that we limit our fruit intake to two portions of fruit a day. What is a portion of fruit? A portion of fruit is either an apple or a banana or a pear but when it comes to 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 fruits like grapes um watermelon spanceback sweet melon um cherries mangoes, peaches, mm -hmm. mangoes having half a cup falls as a portion right so do not exceed two portions because remember also your fruits have very high levels of sugar in it also what is nice is to try to start to from a young age if we can learn to eat more firm greenish bananas you know why having a greenish firmer bananas are healthier bananas contain high sugar levels and the more ripened the banana gets the sugar turns into fructose i'm sure when you read uh, labels on your certain golden cans and on many juice bottles it says fructose mm -hmm. fructose is your sugar that comes from your fruit and eating a banana that's very ripe or the banana has already started to have those black spots on it, meaning like, you know, it's really nice, it's sweet. Mm -hmm. it, break down, it breaks down very quickly and pushes your insulin levels up. So it gives you a spike in your sugar. Mm -hmm. So it's good to start from a young age to teach your children to eat more yellowish bananas when it's just going off the green and onto the yellow. So it's hard. It has the banana taste. The lovely banana taste is there, but it doesn't. It's not so sweet, and the sugar content in the banana is not so high, right? Then, when we're eating, um, be it uh, an adult or be it a child, 
the nice thing to do is have your protein the size of the portion of your palm, okay. right? And have the 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 protein the portion of your palm, and then your fat will be uh, a quarter of that portion, and your starch will be half of that portion. Another thing that I learned, so like, you know, we say we have to have, so the, the uh, scientifically ideal portion of water intake is six to eight glasses for an adult and three to four glasses for a child. So people feel, okay, in the morning I get up, I have one glass of water at breakfast, I have one glass of water at lunch, I have one glass of water at supper, that's three glasses down, right? Then you're having a glass of water maybe before bed, a glass of water with a snack, or a glass of water with your other snack, that makes it five to six glasses already. But you'll notice by having the the glass of water in one intake, you tend to run to the bathroom more easier, right? So, what a nice thing to do is get yourself um, a two-liter bottle because mostly uh, eight glasses of water does work with a two-liter bottle, right? And sip constantly, say every 15 minutes, have a few sips of water. In this way, your muscles and your organs are absorbing the water into your body and it's not just because you've taken in a great amount of water intake so now it goes straight into your bladder, flushes out and out of the body and your body still seems dehydrated. Many a times people go to doctors and they go to uh, dietitians and stuff and they're like, but I drink two mm -hmm. liters of water, yeah. I drink two, three liters of water. But the doctor or the dietitian is telling you, but you are dehydrated from how I am examining you. You know, they have their ways of testing, they'll pull the skin. Pull oh, the skin, the skin is sticking, you must know you're dehydrated. I see it amongst the elderly a lot, right? yes. It's mm -hmm. because we are taking the water into our system and we are taking it in like quantities of 200 and 300 mils a glass at a time. So it's going down, it's a lot of water, so it automatically flushes through the kidneys, flushes through the liver and into the bladder and then it needs to come out because it, it it's a lot of liquid. But have it over a few sips every 10 to 15 minutes and you'll notice you don't run to the toilet as much as well as your body starts to get hydrated. You'll also suffer with less headaches. It will improve your sleep, improve the, uh, your metabolism and also also, the, the the first thing in the morning when you wake up, if you in the first thing that you put into your system is some fresh, clean water, beat beat room temperature water or warm water, whatever you prefer, you will notice that you start becoming more healthy because when we sleep, Allah Taala makes that our bodies. Um, repairs itself right mm -hmm. and because we're repairing ourselves our organs are like flushing out the toxins and everything now say you get up in the morning you go straight and you have that coffee that coffee on its own has so much caffeine etc it's not help flushing out the toxins so by drinking water it helps us flush out those toxins our time is almost up so I'm gonna go quickly through two three more points that we have so include omega-3 yes very important um, uh, options of fish into your meal um, 
foods, cut down with your saturated fats and sugars. Try and use uh, plant-based margarines if you're not using butters because plant-based margarines are much more healthier and they have higher um, fiber and um, uh, higher healthier oils in it than your normal margarines. Try and also cut down on your salt intake. A lot of salt intake also affects the, the well-being of our bodies and our organs. According to uh, dietary requirements, an adult should only consume 6 grams of salt a day for a healthy balance. With all this lovely advice has been given, I hope that we first and second of all, everybody else listening to us, Abba, can take benefit from what we have shared. Inshallah, Amin, Amin. Lovely information from you, Mr. Kaj, I've learned so much, yes. And I think we all have that sweet tooth in us, you know. Uh, our baking must be there with our tea. And especially now the lovely fruits, it's coming out as well. Yes. So we can look for healthier options of baking. We can still have our tea, going to herbal teas as well, and have fruits incorporated into a smoothie or just incorporate into a yogurt and uh, it will always keep us healthy as well. They say our health is your wealth and our wealth is our Iman. And also, you know, Ava, you don't have to cut out. Like we said, like I said to you, it's that time of the year. Every day you don't want to eat an apple, banana or pear. You want to eat the seasonal fruit. Yes. Have half a cup. It's a portion. Mm -hmm. You allow two portions of fruit a day. Have half a cup of mango and then maybe have half a banana okay. have a balance okay let's go to our recipe today's recipe i'm sharing with you it's an aloo paratha recipe made with today's pastry so what you're going to do is you're going to make a potato filling uh, there's a lot of potato filling recipes on our website go to radioislam.co.za uh, take a potato filling, you can make a potato filling, you can make a steak filling, you can make a chicken filling of your choice. Then you uh, unroll your today's pastry. It actually comes into a nice white packet and you unroll it and roll it out into a rectangle. Then you brush ghee and oily mixture on the today's pastry. Then roll it back up again like a Swiss roll. Then you cut it into circles and roll each circle out and brush with egg. Then you put your potato filling or your chicken or your steak filling on one circle and cover with another circle and it's now freezer suitable. Then what you do is if you want to uh, make it, you throw it out into the fridge and you fry it on a tower, drizzling ghee on either side until it's golden brown and you can enjoy it with chutney. This is a lovely recipe, uh, a perfect um, f savory for the month of Ramadan, inshallah. And uh, you can... Um, make that recipe again. So it's a potato filling of choice. Not, not you, you don't have to use a potato filling, a steak filling, a chicken filling. You unroll today's pastry. Today's pastry can be bought from any of your supermarkets. You unroll today's pastry and roll out into a rectangle, brush ghee or oil mixture, roll up into a Swiss roll, cut into circles and roll each circle out and brush with egg. Put a potato filling or filling of choice on one circle and cover with another circle and now freezer suitable. When you're ready to um, use, throw it out a bit, fry on your tawa, drizzling ghee on either side until it's golden brown and enjoy with your chutney. The recipe is on our website. Go to radioislam.co.za and it's an aloo paratha recipe as well. Well, um, we've got a few minutes left, Sakya, to actually wrap up today's program. Um, how do you make your own uh, lemon juice? 
so you can make your own lemon juice by buying fresh lemons and if you do not have the squeezer you can take a fork you cut your lemon in half um, with the pointy sides on each side you cut it in half you can take a fork you put it into the middle and you just turn your fork and allow the juice to fall into a glass that's where you get the most out of your lemons for juicing them once you do that you can put it into a lovely cleaned out well um, well cleaned out jar glass preferably and store in the fridge okay well already time to wrap up today's program and hope you have a lovely day do remember us in your du'as it's this way it's raining your du'as get accepted so do remember us the ummah and our the people of Gaza in your du'as as well and uh, inshallah we look forward to chatting to you next week with a lovely topic a lovely guest as well and uh, do remember us in your du'as like I said Jazakala to our uh, producer Mumtaz Juzakia and to all the lovely listeners out there for all your welcome back messages as well Jazakala khair much appreciate uh, inshallah next week from me Amara and Zakia Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh